Yo, 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 what's up, my fellow Thursdayans? I hope you all are well. Welcome back to my podcast. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Joshua Daniel McConnell, but you can just call me Jazz for short. I post weekly podcasts every Thursday, thus the name Jazz on Thursdays. This week we shall be talking about that jazz on Thursdays and why you might ask because this is the intro I'm gonna say <laughs> find a nice place to sit down and get cozy I hope you enjoy before we jazz on Thursday let's Let's jazz on this week's word of the week, whatever that means. <laughs> um, this week's word of, word of the week, excuse me, this week's word of the week is catharsis. Some of you might know this word, as I'm sure some of you have watched the movie Inception, which is a pretty skits movie. And if you haven't, I really recommend watching Inception. So, catharsis. Um, can you tell us how to spell it? <laughs> no problem. It's spelled C-A-T-H-A-R-S-I-S. Catharsis. And basically, the Google definition is providing psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotion, causing catharsis. Providing psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotion, causing catharsis. Like, I, I, don't, I really don't like the Google definitions. And if you understood that, like, right away, the definition of catharsis, then you, my friend, are a genius. However, catharsis, from my understanding and from watching Inception and the understanding of Inception's catharsis is basically when basically you you go through things in life and those things weigh you down but you don't know that they're weighing you down but life still goes on so you have to go on with it so you keep going on and then you meet someone or something or something happens to you and while that's happening to you, you look back and you realize that you're actually carrying a bag. You're actually carrying baggage behind you. And you realizing that baggage is catharsis. No, no, not yet. Wait. You're realizing that baggage and then dropping that bag is catharsis. It provides you that psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotion. Now, I feel like we've all had a um, cathartic experience. I butchered that word. I'm sure most of us have had a cathartic experience. And looking back, those experiences are actually the milestones and the cornerstones of our lives. I don't know what's a cornerstone, but I know what a milestone is. <laughs> those are the moments where we actually either move forward 
or not because you can't not move forward you have to catharsis also in inception they use catharsis as a metaphor sorry about that catharsis is used as a metaphor because inception is a movie about dreams you know like you get into people's dreams and you get into the dreams of those dreams <laughs> it's crazy but basically basically nolan the the director of the of the movie inception he says that catharsis found in a dream is as real as the catharsis found in a movie is as real as the catharsis found in life and i don't know what that means but basically what i think it means is basically my understanding of this meaning is that basically i use the word basically a lot <laughs> but um back to the matter at hand i be, i think what they're trying to say over here is that in the dreams the catharsis we have in the dreams is equivalent to the catharsis we have in real life the realization and psychological relief through those strong emotions that you have in your dreams are equivalent to that of having them in real life but that is in context of the movie but we are in real life we might have cathartic experiences in our dreams where we're like oh all the pieces of the puzzles are no more puzzling they're just pieces <laughs> nah i mean that might happen for some dreams but ultimately reality is real and i think sometimes reality can become too unrealistic sometimes but yeah catharsis that's the word of the week now let's hop into jazz on thursdays okay so now that we know what catharsis means well now that we know slash don't know what catharsis means because hey do we really know anything in this world <laughs> jazz josh what what is jazz who is jazz is it me music a nickname an alter ego or is it just an alter ego that was made by me because of the music and the nickname or was it me who made the nickname because of the music and met the alter ego hmm well the answer is simple and it's d if it was multiple choice which means all of the above or since i'm in the picture then it's j <laughs> but Joshua for real like what is jazz and why jazz basically i was in love <laughs> that's how every story starts that's how every tragic story starts i was in love and i was in love with this person and she was wonderful she made me realize a part of myself 
that I never realized before. And that part of myself was my creative self. While meeting her and while getting to know her, I was also in a sense getting to know myself, my creative self. Time flied and I wanted to express my affection for her in, in a new way, rather than just telling her how I felt, how I felt. I thought rather, let me, let me write a poem. This was around that time where I started getting into poetry and writing and making up stuff and that stuff coming down into a piece of paper in artistic ways, I guess. Because what else is poetry but organizing words in however way you want, however way you feel, actually. But yes, I did that. I used to write poetry and I used to write poetry about her. And the poems would be not just about her, but her and I. So I'm thinking, like, who am I? Who, like, who am I writing this for? Not just her and I, but for us. Who is this creative me? Like, am I me? What? Because I, I don't do this. I don't usually do this. So who am I? What's this, what's this thing? At that time, I never knew shit about alter egos. Neither did I know anything about jazz, the music. But the thing I knew was me and how I felt. So I thought, okay, at the end of every poem, I'm going to sign it off with the words J and Z. You know that fancy and? Yes, J and Z. Her name started with a Z. And after I'd write these poems, I'd end it off with J and Z. I'd love to read one of the poems for you guys, but no. <laughs> it's not poetry day, it's Thursday. That was whack. <laughs> but then something happened. Her and I just drifted apart and... It felt like shit, but that creative side of me still stayed, you know? And it kind of made me realize that although she might have made me realize my creative side, I'm the one that realized it. I don't know if that makes sense, but she came and I saw her, you know, she's not the one that made me saw her, she just appeared. I mean, if she didn't appear, I wasn't gonna see her and I probably wasn't gonna be jazz because when she left, I read those poems, I reread them. And at the end I'd see J and Z. So this one time I just read J and Z really fast and it said jazz. And I thought that's that's a pretty cool name. Let me Let me call myself that in commemoration to this person, to this person who loves the fine arts, who loves poetry, who is an aesthete, who, who I'm still trying to get to know 
this is me speaking right now, who I'm trying to get to know. But at that time, I didn't know this right now. <laughs> Crazy. And I just decided to call myself Jazz. Now, when I kept telling people that it's Jazz, spelled J and Z, I realized that the and Z was gone and it was just Jazz. That was the sound left. Well, just J, but that J was me and it was missing something. So I just added the A and the double Z and... <laughs> That's how you spell jazz. That's how I'm jazz. And from then on, I just started telling people like, yo, just, just call me jazz. You know, I'm Joshua Daniel McConnell, but you can just call me jazz for short. <laughs> and jazz was actually the birth. Jazz was actually the birth of my realization of my previous alter egos you see i think we all have alter egos within us and we experience these alter egos and these alter egos come to light when we have a cathartic experience or when our friends call us a nickname and we are that person whoever whenever we are around them because i was jazz and I wanted to keep Jazz, Jazz, not influenced by anyone, but by Jazz himself. See, right now I'm even speaking about him in the third, as if it's the third person. But it's cool, he's cool. <laughs> or should I say I'm cool? No, you can't say you're cool. I mean, what what is cool? Is cool a fashion sense? Is cool a mindset? Is cool a temperature? I believe this generation has lost all meaning of certain things. Cool. Awesome. What's up? Aware. Or just are. Like, really? <laughs> However, yes, that's how jazz came about. So, I discovered jazz and... I was like, okay, so what now? Um, what am I going to do with this, with this alter ego, with this creative alter ego, you know? So I thought like, okay, since I'm calling myself jazz, like, let me do something with it. So I started searching jazz, like, what the fuck is jazz, you know? And from what I found out, I just found jazz music simple as that you search jazz you find jazz music you find jazz musicians you find Louis Armstrong you find Chet Baker you find uh, John Coltrane you know you find Mal Miles Davis you find all these men and women in jazz and what do you do with all these all these names you listen to them and that's what I did I believe like the first jazz song I actually like re remember listening to was Almost Blue by Chet Baker because like from what I remember he's the first jazz musician I listened to it's either Almost Blue or The Touch of Your Lips so that's my backstory song <laughs> if I were to like be walking in the rain because of a heartbreak or break hearts or 
breaking hearts, broken hearts. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but that's that would be the song that would be playing in the background. So I listen to jazz and I'm like, this is this is pretty cool. Like I'm jazz and I'm listening to jazz. Like my gosh, the, what more can I do? <laughs> and I'm like, actually, let me go back to writing poetry. Poems I used to wrote were amazing at that time. Right now, I feel like they're not anymore because... I don't want to say this, but like because I lack the, the emotional damage, in a sense. If you look at good poetry... If you really look at good poetry, it makes you feel a certain way. And you feel that certain way because of the emotions that the poet is portraying in that poem. And the emotions that the poet is portraying is like definitely strong emotions. And the poetry I used to write back then were... Because I was, in a sense, like damaged, you know. And I'm kind of contradicting myself here because... As I said, like I wrote poems initially because of love, because of her. However, now I'm saying that I used to write poetry because I was damaged. What I mean by that is because what I mean by that is that I needed an outlet to a certain degree. And right now, or well, right now is because right now with the S meaning the past few past two years if I may say because I stopped writing last year I've been not dealing with the emotions and if I could if you could take away something from this podcast besides like knowing my origin story is that you should deal with your emotions before they deal with you you know but yeah um, I used to listen to the jazz music and I got back into writing poetry while well, I tried getting back and it didn't work. So I, I started doing art and I was like, cool, like, this is cool. Like jazz, you, you actually doing things like, let's go, man. <laughs> and I tried being jazz for a full week and it burns me out. It was burning me out so much because jazz does a lot he creates but also destroys at the same time and what does he destroy usually like himself so you need a good balance of like creation and destruction you know what i'm saying like in order to paint and create something on a canvas you'd have to destroy the blank canvas you'd have to destroy its You'd have to destroy its. Okay, I'm going to speak of the canvas, the canvas like a person. You'd have to like destroy its, its boundaries, its, its walls in order to create. You know, like if you wanna really get to know someone, you destroy their walls, and then you see what's behind the wall. And what's behind the wall is new. And what's new is creation, you know? 
thousand, the balance between the yin, the yin and the yang. It's the, the uh, excuse me, it's the dichotomy between order and chaos. And basically, I needed that for jazz. Because jazz was just too much for me to handle. Okay, so you need needed an outlet. And then that outlet turned into catharsis. And the catharsis turned... Well, you didn't need an outlet at first. At first, you needed that creation, if I may say, if I may, if I may use that in context. You needed that creation. And she came. Then the poetry came. Then she left. And the poetry kind of left with her. But the name stayed. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, and the jazz music. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, you wanted to do more, but you can't do more because, like, the more you do will require less of you. Like, less of you and less and less until the less is it's gone. So then what? Well, I needed to use my alter ego in moderation you know i needed to experience jazz and use him as an outlet in moderation because my outlet is jazz and jazz in the summary if you weren't paying attention which you don't have to honestly but you do <laughs> just kidding which in a summary is me being creative and appreciating the beauty and everything basically being an aesthete jazz is me being an aesthete while listening to jazz music you know and also being really destructive and creative at the same time so you can't really have that all the time you can't listen to jazz music all the time you can't create all the time you can't destroy all the time so so like what do you do you can't you can't see everything as beautiful there must be some things you see as ugly you know if beauty is in the eye of the beholder then i'm sure ugliness is as well so what did i do i bumped into the weekend actually and i didn't mention this earlier but then she in a sense, introduced me to The weekend, the musician. And he had this mixtape, right? This mixtape called Thursday. And it was pretty amazing, I'm not going to lie. And there's a song called Thursday where there's a girl that's telling him that she doesn't care if he's sleeping with other women, but only if she sleeps with him on Thursday. So now I'm thinking like, yo, like that's that's actually interesting. You know, the fact that like you should do that, whatever that is, whether that that is good or bad or whatever, you're doing that on one day and you don't matter if anything in the week happens, but on that day you want that done. Isn't that isn't that relieving in a sense? I might be going off track, but this reminds me of like that book by um, Brian Tracy, right? 
Brian Tracy, Tracy. I'm, I'm not too sure, sorry. But it's called Eat the Frog, right? And basically in that book, it says, like, each and every day we get a frog. And now if you don't eat the frog of that day, then you're going to have to eat it the next day. And that next day, you're going to have two frogs to eat. Now that frog you didn't eat the other day is going to get soggy. Now you have one soggy frog and one wet frog. So the point is to just eat that frog on that day. So me trying to connect that to this is basically the frogs of all frogs are on Thursday and every other day. But Thursday is the main day because Thursday is where I get to be jazz and where jazz gets to be me, where I get to be free, you know, free and restricted, you know, like close confined artists where they only are supposed to like produce things because they have limited resources, produce like the best things, you know, like look at him, look at Jean-Michel Basquiat. Like, bro, really? Man man was, at the time, using tires, doors, freaking his girlfriend's clothing as, as painting, as, um, as a canvas to paint on, you know? And then he got famous, and then he got the equipment. But, like, look, really? That's, that's amazing. So I thought, like, yeah, let me do that. But only on one day. And I was like, shit man i mean she she liked the weekend i'm starting to like the weekend's music this is at the time right i'm starting to like the weekend's music and i met the song called thursday and i put two and two together so you know what let me just be jazz on thursdays and as simple as that that's how i came about that's how jazz on thursdays came about you know and it's it's pretty crazy how Thursday is like, like I thought about this the other day. It's crazy how like Thursday is the middle day of the week. And I sometimes see Thursdays like you look back on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and you're like, okay, what did I do? And then you look forward on Friday, Saturday, Sunday and you're like, okay, what can I do? You know, Thursday is basically a day of of thoughts, of recollection, of thinking. That's what Thursday can be for me as well, you know? And the fact that it's in the middle week and that the alter egos are in the middle of us, in the center of us, they're like deep down. So I thought like, damn, man. Well, right now I'm thinking, damn, man, jazz on Thursdays, it's pitch perfect, you know? Okay, and that's me and him. By him, I mean Josh, but right now I'm jazz <laughs> because it's Thursdays. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and that you learned a thing or two about me, alter egos, and basically just, you know, just like, who are you, you know? When you say, I hate myself, do you associate you with, like, I or myself? Is the I hating myself? No? Just just some food for thoughts. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And welcome to season three. 
this season i shall actually just be talking about psychology and alter egos if you enjoyed this podcast please share it with a friend and subscribe if you want to though see you next week thursday Thank you.